Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and we don't know where he is. He's playing MechWarrior online right now. Your co-host, Jim, might join us in a little bit. Uh, also joining us is your co-host, Spaz. Hello. And your co-host, Hunter. New time, same great place. <laughs> I mean, the set... The thing I hate, the thing I that bugs me about games like Mech Warrior Online is you can't just stop when you want to. You know what I mean? Like he might be in the middle of a match and he can't leave yet. You know what I mean? So that 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 that's a that bugs me about games like that. So he might not be able to join us yet because he's got to finish his match. You know, which I guess is kind of. So hello everyone, welcome. Uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Since it is 2019 and the year is wrapping up, we thought we would have not like an actual, we're not giving out awards, but we're going to like present this as kind of an award show. We're going to talk about some of the best and worst space games of the decade for, um, we're going to, and it's going to be for a variety of reasons. Uh, we have several categories with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, we have like 10 categories. That's a lot. Um, so we're going to go through and talk about quite a few games. Um, and uh, we have quite a few awesome winners. So, oh, wait, I wrote the, I wrote, hang on. <laughs> so the first category, was there any big news, by the way? I don't think there was any big news. Not that I can remember. I don't think there was anything big. Uh, no, don't think. Nothing too crazy. No, nothing really big. Okay, let's just jump into it then. Um, so the first cat topic is the space games we are saddest about for a variety of reasons. And this could be like, and our our runner, our um, nominees are the Viceroy because um, that game is great and the company went belly up because no one bought it. Uh, Star Ruler 2 for the same reason. Uh, dangerous for the same reason. Uh, Objects in Space because it was released and then subsequently abandoned uh, by its developer, uh, which was really just annoying. Uh, Orbital Racer, pretty much for the same reason. One, it... I mean, one, it was abandoned shortly after release, and two, they made a Switch version which had multiplayer, whereas the PC version didn't. So we're just like a little, a little salty about that one. Cause it's a great game when it works. Um, cause it's still buggy. And then land and into the void. We're sad about that one because that was a good game, but the company still had, did they fold or did they just abandon the game? I, don't, I can't remember. Uh, financial issues, not enough people bought in. So uh, yeah, they had to abandon development uh, and yeah. they may still be patching. I don't know at this point, it's kind of hard to say. But yeah. it, it looks like they're not going to be able to do much more with it, which is unfortunate because it had so much potential. It really did. So we agreed that the winner, huh, quote unquote, winner of this category is um, Orbital Racer because uh, we're mad that it lacked multiplayer because, I mean, if it had multiplayer, people would still be playing it like to this day, uh, I think. People love racing games. It is such a unique racing game. Uh, but also it's still got bugs. Like I can't set up my throttle with it, uh, to this day for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. 
Um, it sees my pedals and it sees my joystick, but not my throttle. Uh, so it's very frustrating. And also the campaign crashes, still crashes out every now and again. So even if I do get it working, I can't be sure my campaign progress will stick. So that one's just really sad. So on a happier note, the next category is the best co-op experience. Now this isn't just space games because let's be honest, there aren't a ton of co-op space games. There are a few uh, like Pulsar Lost Colony, which is on this list and Space Beast Terrafright kind of fits and X-Wing versus TIE Fighter clearly. But we've also done quite a bit of co-op with Dying Light, uh, with Gene Shift and with Deep Rock Galactic. And we all really had to give the um, the nod to Deep Rock Galactic because every time we've played it, it's just been better and better. And it's just never really been frustrating. You know, it's it's always been fun. It It's just, it, and they keep making it better and adding to it. Like they they aren't you know, resting we fail on the laurels. Yeah, we if we fail, it's our fault. And they keep adding to it. They're not resting on their laurels. They're just now adding end game content. Um. You can play solo. Playing solo is very viable, uh, which in a game like this is rare. That That's one of the reasons I, I gave it the nod, because you can still play it solo, which is great. Like, I really enjoyed... Um, what is what is that Warhammer co-op game? Uh, Vermintide? Yes, Vermintide. I really enjoyed Vermintide, but you cannot play that solo. Like, at all. And it's frustrating, because I'd like to play it, but... <laughs> By myself, like once in a while. So because it's got so many great features and it's just so well made, it's not even done yet. Um, we're giving the nod to Deep Rock Galactic as, for our money, the best co-op experience of this decade. Uh, yes, we know it's not done, but even so, it is still the best co-op experience we've had. Um, and yeah, we haven't, we haven't really touched Left for Dead or anything like that, whatever, but you know. Based on what we've played, that's the winner. You know, there's also like Infinity Battlescape, which we haven't really touched yet because it just came out. And it's also like, I need a little a bit of direction with that game. I played it once or twice, and I'm like, what am I doing? So I need a little more. I, I think I'm, I'm going to let it sit in the oven and bake a little bit longer before I play that one. Um, so the next category is the space game with the longest legs. This is a tough one because uh, the space games that have the longest legs are older than a decade, like Free Space 2, like Homeworld. Um, you know, those, those games are, people are still making mods for. Uh, but they didn't come out in this decade, so like it was tough to find games that really, like, people are playing years and years and years after the fact because it's only been like 10 um, so we have three uh, categories on this one. Uh, Stellaris, which is very popular. People are still modding it, and it's still it, it's about to get a new expansion. I think they announced at PDXCon. Maybe that was the big news. Of the yeah, week. and they're and they're still uh, updating it, and you know they're coming out with a mobile game. Oh God! So yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, this might not be fair, but we put Star Trek Online on the list because, yes, it's an MMO, but to their credit, they do keep adding stuff to it. Uh, we, uh, we've gotten back into it around here in a big way. Uh, and 
me especially was impressed with just how much stuff there is in it. Like there's just so much content and they just keep adding stuff. They keep like I was doing a, I I got a quest and it had to do with discovery. Like I didn't, I didn't know that was happening, (laughs) but I get this level four quest and I think it's about Klingons. Nope. It's about the mycelial network. Like what? (laughs) And they're bringing in a holographic statements. Like what? (laughs) Okay. That was kind of great, actually. I kind of like their credit. I mean, they they have added so much stuff over the years. Yeah. And gotten a good number of the voice actors to reprise their roles, which is. It's a nice treat for those of us who have. Been in the game for a while, left and then come back. You know, there's more stuff for us to come back to. Here's another thing about it that I noticed recently is I um I'm starting a character for all the different um <clears throat> things you can start characters for. So like I've mm. you know I've got a Romulan, I've got a Klingon, I've got a right. human federal. Um, you know, I've I'm wanting to do a TOS character, but I just started a discovery character. And mm. so Tilly, uh, Cadet Tilly is actually your like tutorial person for this. Aww. But um, what's interesting about it is when you start playing through it, you are limited to just a version of the galaxy that is from Discovery. So oh. like you don't even interact with like as you're when you're starting out. Now eventually you can go into like where you know everybody else is. <clears throat> they limit you, and there's other players around too that are in this area as well. They limit you to that time period of. Sp- and I thought oh. that was rather interesting um, yeah. that, they, that they did that. And um, one of the things that I was noticing in one of the missions was is there was a captain who was an Andorian who was named Captain Shran. And I said, hmm, that voice sounds familiar. <gasps> the Jeffrey Combs? And, and the TOS start is the same way. You're limited in, in scope of the map just just as you're going through the tutorial and then after you get out of the tutorial, you're in the big wider world, so to speak. Hmm. That's pretty cool. That's, and, and but you still can get all the ships and stuff. Oh yeah. If, okay. Yeah. Once you're out of the tutorial, you've got access to all the, uh, tier six ships that you bought. So. That's cool. Uh, Oh, and we didn't mention, um, Sins of a Solar Empire Rebellion, which we think is the winner here. I mean, it came out in 2014, so it's six years old, and people are still modding it. People are still playing it. People are playing it competitively. Um, when did that big Armada 3 mod come out? Was that last year? It was last year. Well, no. It's been out for a while, but they've oh. been adding their own versions of expansions to it. Are you serious? I didn't know that. Yeah, and and rebellion itself was just updated earlier this year, so Which is it's crazy. still getting supported officially. And then the mods themselves are getting uh, <laughs> beefed up on top of that. Yeah, folks, if you've not played Sins of a Solar Empire Rebellion, it's really it's an impressive thing. Now, if you're looking for like a straight up campaign, eh, no, it's more of a skirmishy thing, but uh, that's fine. <laughs> But it's like, it's just, it's really impressive. And it's just weird how there hasn't been a sequel at all. Like you'd think. It technically that, doesn't need one because they've just been expanding I, on it already. I suppose. As I said, you know, this is 
Didn't it have a little? Didn't it have a new DLC last year? I think or something. Last like, year and then this year as well. What? Okay, yeah. So that's the clear. That's the clear winner right there. I think. Base game with the longest legs. Um, the the other ones. Those, and there are a lot of games with mods. Solaris has a ton of mods. Tons but, of mods. But then again, they're still updating the game, changing the balance around new expansions. It's kind of hard to pin that as having longer legs than Rebellion, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. Uh, I mean, they're both great, but... If I had to play one or the other, I'd probably want to play Sins more than Stellaris. To be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I mean, I'm not a huge Sins player, but I've I've had more fun in my time with uh, definitely with uh, Sins than Stellaris, which is kind of a shame. Sort of, I guess. Maybe not. Well, I mean, we want it to be good. Yeah, and, we'd love it to be good. We'd love it to be good. And, and there are. There are aspects of it we've we've enjoyed. Uh, they've just changed the round of balance so much over the last few years that it's kind of hard to pin down where it is now. To be fair, though, they are making it better over time. So once they've kind of pinned down what they want it to be, I'm going to dive back in. But will they, though? I mean, look how long Crusader Kings 2 got expansions before... Well. Uh, I'll say this though. I, I agree with what you're saying, but I'll say this though about it. In its most current state, it's actually the best it's ever been. Uh, I'll grant you that. Yeah, sure. Um I just uh, haven't taken the time to dive back into it. I'm Brian, I guess still skeptical. I, I am. I am, but I will I mean, I guess I'll find time somewhere to give it a shot. I mean Sure, there'll be a sale on its DLC. Do you need all the DLC to really enjoy it, or can you just dive in with what you have? You can dive in with what you got. Okay, good, because I'd rather be sure if I like it before giving them any more money. <laughs> yeah, wait for a sale kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And, then and there, the DLC. And there are three sales coming up. <laughs> Holy crap, did you guys see that? Three. There's there's the uh what the Halloween sale? And then there's the autumn sale, and then there's the winter sale. <laughs> so, October, November, and December are all having big sales. Like every year. What? What is that? Is that true? Like, did they have three last year? Was it? I only remember the autumn and the, the winter. Yes, but now they, it's they, Steam, yeah. Steam always runs three sales, and that's not even including the other stores as well. Okay. It's going to be tough now that I'm underemployed. It's going to be real tough to uh, fight that temptation to, to buy stuff. So much stuff. But I got to enjoy what I got. Like Star Trek Online. I should play more of that. And uh, Yes. Yes, you should. Yeah, we need more people in our fleet. <laughs> or you can play Galaxies with me. I got to play that too. And uh, I, I'm going through the campaign of Destiny 2 right now. I'm, I'm getting a feel for that. Really enjoying it, actually. So uh, maybe once I'm done with those. Because that's actually surprisingly good. I'm surprised how much I like that one. Good. Good. <laughs> All right, where were we? Oh, yeah. The next category, and this is a tough one. Uh, best writing. 
because writing is usually not a uh, a hallmark of a lot of space games. <laughs> like a lot of games try to have good writing, and and some do, but a lot are just like meh. And to be fair, video game writing has never been a high art. So when it's really good, it's like, wow. <laughs> but uh, a lot of the time it's, uh, okay. <laughs> so we have... I had to four- make a last minute addition to that I list. I saw that, and you're, you're not wrong in that one. So we have four, uh, four nominees for this category. Uh, Ring Runner, which came out a million years ago. Uh, but if you guys played that one you'll remember how funny it is like at one point i think you had to get some kind of uh peanut butter cup to save your ship for example it's it's hilarious the campaign in that game is hilarious uh rebel galaxy outlaw is a is a is a clear favorite because not only is the story really great but the dialogue the dialogue especially from characters like sharky and whatnot is just fantastic yeah, just I mean, you really fall in love with some of the characters, and and also the commercials. Like, what space game has commercials and good commercials? But but uh, those commercials are hilarious. Um, I don't know if how many of you all remember this one, Icarus Starship Command Simulator. That was like kind of a first person FTL and funny. That came out what three or four years ago, I think. Uh, three or yeah, four we years had the ago. Yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, we had him. And he was also very funny. Um, yes. Yes, he was also very funny. That was a very funny podcast. But uh, if you guys haven't played that one, that's that that you're in for a treat because that game does not take itself seriously at all. And it's better for it. Like so many ga- space games are so serious. Uh, <laughs> but that one decidedly is not. And finally, Star Traders Frontiers because... Uh, there really is less of a campaign in that one and more of a lot of world building and dialogue, you know, and it's all very good. Like it's very good world building. It's very good dialogue. And you really, it really definitely adds uh color and texture to the world that you're inhabiting in a way that a lot of space games just don't or can't. You know, I mean, it's it's a great game in and of itself, but it really does have good writing. That said, we had yeah. to give we had to give the nod to Rebel Galaxy Outlaw again because not just of its story, which again is quite good, um, but all of the side like all of your buddies, their little mini campaigns you get to unlock them. They're all funny, you know, and a lot of the dialogue, even the repetitive dialogue, can be really great and. Uh, I don't know if you would consider this writing, but just the scream uh, that they make when you kill the pilots. Yeah, I can listen to that a thousand times. So, like, the sound... Super cathartic. And, yeah, su- super cathartic. So the sound and the writing, especially in that game, is is great. Um, but, yeah, we definitely had to give that one to Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. Because, it, I mean, it had a really great story. Uh, the next up is a car. The next one is a category near and dear to my heart. Best soundtrack. Now, um, we didn't, we couldn't 
have a lot of nominees for this one because there are a lot of great soundtracks out there, but not a lot of space games with great soundtracks. You know, I mean, some of them have good, some of them have like good soundtracks, but like a lot of them aren't memorable because like a lot of them are like, ooh, spacey technophonics. You know, it's like kind of a lot of the same stuff a lot of the time. So we picked a few soundtracks that are different. Uh, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw is all is also in this running because, damn, they they licensed so much good music for that game. Even if you're not into rock, if you're into jazz or big band or, uh, you have options plus have, the custom soundtrack options. Yeah, plus custom soundtrack options. Uh, really big sky. That was a shooter that. Um, came out in the early part of the decade, but had a really great thumping techno soundtrack that actually kind of reacted to the game, which was really good. And finally, 3030 Death War Redo, which has a multi-layered soundtrack. Like, you can set it up so, like, if you're in a bass, it'll only play, uh, like, kind of country music. Uh, but while you're flying, it'll play the music from this band called The Kyoto Connection, uh, who is an Argentinian band who love Japanese culture. And <laughs> they made this synth rock album called No Headphones Required that is prominently featured in this game's soundtrack. And uh, it is absolutely astounding. Just... Oh, that's why Jim isn't joining us. Does he have no voice, I guess? Is that what's happening? No, he's he's still he's still recovering from the boat plague that he oh, got on. Oh, the- I didn't even realize that. Okay, well, yeah. Everyone send uh, best wishes and good healing vibes to Jim so he gets better soon. Because, um, because yeah, we you know it, no one wants boat plague, and he got. I mean, I don't even know why anyone goes on a cruise anymore. After all, after like all these. Yeah, from my understanding, from my understanding, the um, sorry to like side. My understanding is that uh, there's actually been like an increase of the uh, those things happening on cruises over the last several years. It's been like it's in the news like repeatedly, like fairly. Well, part of it, part of it is, is if they don't thoroughly sanitize those rooms before taking on next people, that's what happens. Oh, gee. Makes me want to. It makes me want to never go on a cruise. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> I kind of never want to go on a cruise after this. Then again, I yeah, have friends no. who, I have friends who go on cruises regularly, like once or twice a year, and they've never had a problem. So I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's a luck thing. I don't know. Anyway, um, we had to give best soundtrack to Thirty Thirty Death War because. Without uh, a doubt. Oh my god! Yeah, that was completely doubt. unanimous. <laughs> yeah, there was no, there was, no, there was no uh, backsy forthies about that one. That one was like, I mean, we all love Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. We all love, love, love Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. But Thirty Thirty Death War like just gets it. You know, it like when you for, when you leave that station for the first time and you hear. That synth, 80s synth pop from the Kyoto Connection kick in. You're like, oh my god, this is the perfect music for a space game. Why don't more space games have this kind of music? <laughs> you're flying around shooting and f- dodging nebulas and like listening to Argentinian Japanese 80s synth pop. And you're like, this is 
perfect. This is utterly perfect. <laughs> it is really, it is truly the perfect like soundtrack for that game. It's almost the, like when you dock at spaceports, I almost feel like it's a perfect blend of Blade Runner meets Fire. Oh my God! It's it, the 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 1980s adventure aesthetic, adventure game aesthetic they have. <laughs> The LucasArts, yes. the LucasArts Indiana Jones adventure game aesthetic they have for, for the space stations. Oh my God! Uh, and and the space stations, you can you can not only um, set the music differently, like you can have just one type of music in space and just one type of music in um, in the stations, uh, or you can have whatever going whenever. Um, I think it was one of the first games I ever saw that also had a YouTube safe mode. Uh, so that was, I thought a really nice touch. So um, that alone, I mean, guys, if you, if you don't own 3030 death war yet, buy it just for the soundtrack. If nothing else, seriously, I'm not even kidding. I mean, it's, it's a great game, but the soundtrack alone is worth the price of admission. No lie. Agreed. No lie. Like, I listen to it when I'm driving. I have it on my phone. I listen to it when I'm driving. It is great. Like, just listen. It is great. I sometimes just listen to it just because I want to have something pump me up. Like, I had to get motivated. Oh. I had to get motivated. And so there are, there are two uh, games that I would, I would say have a great soundtrack, but the games themselves were just disappointing. So I didn't nominate them for this list because if the soundtrack is the best part of the game, you're just getting the game for the soundtrack, and that's not really fair. Yeah, just by the soundtrack. Like Starlaris has a great soundtrack, but yeah. And you can actually buy just the album if you go to the Kyoto Connection website. But the yeah. game is worth it too. But in this <laughs> case, it's a great game with a great soundtrack. Yeah. So that's it, it's a win-win. that's why it wins. It's a win-win. It's a <laughs> total win-win. Clearly, it's a win-win. All right, the next category is kind of a downer. It's the most disappointing space game, and we had quite a few entries for this one because it's been it's been kind of a rough decade. Uh, we we narrowed it down to six. There have been more disappointing space games, but these were the the most disappointing ones. Um, the Long Journey Home, if you remember, was a um, Starflight esque. Uh, space action adventure game that had terrible controls and and the controls pretty much ruined the game uh the writing was because bad. the difficulty was already punishing oh god yeah <laughs> and yeah, then you, bad bad uh, controls on top of that oh my god uh yeah that just made it very difficult but this is one of those where i i say the soundtrack is actually Oh God! Better right? than the game. The soundtrack is it, better it's than the an game. Excellent, excellent soundtrack. Best part of that, that best part of that whole experience is the soundtrack. <laughs> no lie. Uh, I put Star Drive Two on the list because of how it was abandoned, um, and never. I don't think it ever really fulfilled its potential, and it was abandoned before it could. So that was really disappointing. I thought. Um, Strike Suit Zero, I don't know if y'all have ever played this one. This is in like kind of a it's not strictly anime, but it's kind of anime-esque kind of uh what would you call that? Not Robotech, but like Yeah, it's 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 in that vein. Yeah. Zone sure. of the Enders. It was trying to be like a Zone of the Enders style 
um, mecha game. And it was kind of fun until you actually was able, were able to unlock the strike suit and found just how immobile you were with it. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but like when you, there were two modes in that game and you were a plane and you were like the mech. And when you were the plane, uh, you could fly around zippity doo, boom, boom, boom. When you were the mech, you were basically a turret. Just basically spin around and move a little bit. Like that's it. And it really hobbled the gameplay because it wasn't a bad game, but like the lack of movement was just. In the mech mode, you felt more like a turret than a mech. Yeah, exactly. Um, The next game on the list is this had to be on here. Sword of the Stars 2, the Lords of Winter, uh, (laughs) because Swords of the Stars 1 was so good. One of the best 4X games of the last 30 years, no doubt. And yet, we're still not really... We've had the developer on the show twice. Um, and we're still never really clear about what the hell happened with this one. Like, did Paradox rush it out the door? Was it too ambitious? You know, whose fault was it? We really don't know. But... It was just, just a, uh, I tried, I tried playing it multiple times and I just can't do it. I can't even with their, they had, it was an enhanced version where they claimed to fix a lot of stuff. And even that it's just like, no, <laughs> excuse me. No, thank you. Maybe I should stream it. Maybe I should hate stream it. I'm going to add that to the list. <laughs> hate stream sort of the stars too. <laughs> I think that'd be funny. <laughs> You could hate drunk stream it. No, I'm never doing that. I am never <laughs> doing that again. again. Never, 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 never doing okay. that again. Oh my God, that was so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it was bad last time. So it's, it's probably for the uh, best that there will never be another instance of that. You know Folks, what, Brian? You still, yep. you still need to play... Let's the see. alien isolation game uh, lights off by yourself. Nope. 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 You know, with Halloween just around the corner, it'd make a great stream. The sad thing is, um, sad thing is I can't, we can't do a, well, you know what? I can't do the lights off because I stream in the morning, but fine. I will put fricking. <laughs> yes. Do we fine. 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 <laughs> I'll tell you what, I will, I will also stream this and you can like, you can uh, come and watch me and we'll have a good time. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm so scared, but fine, fine. That'll be my Halloween stream. I was thinking, Oh, um, see, I thought, I thought something like space beast terrified would have worked better for a Halloween stream, but that's just me. No, well, we can, we, I think we should do that as a co-op stream. Yes. Well, sadly, we can't do a co-op stream that night because I've got family obligations. So, I, I'm sorry. I don't know if you saw it on the calendar, but we can't do. We can't do a Thursday. Maybe we can yeah, do it another not with night. That timing. Yeah, not. But uh, but you know what? Uh, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move this. Fine, 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 fine. I'm gonna do the alien. What's it called? Alien what? What's it called? Alien isolation. Oh. Fine, fine, yeah. fine. I'm gonna stream that on on Halloween morning. 
fine. Fine. Good. Fine. <laughs> so scared. Good. Three, three hours should be enough to get to the scary bits, right? Because last time I only had an hour. Um, oh. You, yeah, you have yeah, that's to how it at least three. At least three. Okay, yeah, three is my usual thing. So, sorry, folks, slight tangent. Um, God sorry, it. folks, you're gonna thank me later. God damn it, I'm so mad. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm so mad right now. <laughs> so bloody mad. Um, okay, yeah, I'm really mad, but fine, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. So. Halloween morning, folks. Uh, I'm going to be having a heart attack. Uh, playing Alien Isolation. God damn it, Hunter. You win. Fine. You win. Trick or treat. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Son of a goddamn fucking... Okay, fine. Sure. Yes. Okay. How Never mind the-, the xenomorph holding up the free hug sign. Uh- <laughs> That's hysterical. Uh, fine. I'll do it. I love you guys. I'll do it. Fine. I'll do it. And I'm going to be on camera. Even better. Yeah. Because it'll be a stream. It'll be a morning stream. So I'll be on camera. There you go. Yes. <laughs> My body's ready, Brian. <laughs> I'm so ready. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, where were we? Oh, yeah. We're still on most disappointing game. Um, <laughs> and then... How did we get on Alien? Uh, I don't even remember now. And then... Um, our final entrant um, nominee for that one is Into the Stars. If you recall, that was going to be an FTL-style um, kind of third-person um, third action-adventure thing that just turned out to be the most boring thing. Like, it wasn't even bad. It was just dull, which might be worse actually yeah you know? the, the combat was kind of like an active turn battle system active time battle system in the the vein of a final fantasy except it was color coded so if they fired a yellow projectile at you you had to put up your yellow shields in order to block the hit Ugh. and it was disappointing now i will say this was the other game i was thinking of in terms of excellent soundtrack not so great game yeah, I felt like I was playing Simon when I was... Remember Simon? The, the, the beep, yeah, boop, boop thing? Yeah, I like yeah, that. I felt like I was playing Simon when, uh, <laughs> when I was playing combat in that game. Red, uh, red, blue, yellow, blue, exactly. blue, yellow. Yes. What That's the... Ex- what? Stop. <laughs> I, I backed the game. I wanted to like it. And I know. Yeah, me too. The only me thing too. that I ended up liking about it was the soundtrack. Yeah, we paid... For, we paid... Great soundtrack, it was an ex- It was an expensive soundtrack, but it was a good soundtrack. <laughs> I mean, okay. The soundtrack was the soundtrack was by uh, Jack Wall, who oh. uh, many of us would know. Yes, yes, yes. from Mass Effect and other and other properties. Yeah, which is why it's so great. Yes. But then again, the game didn't hold up to that. Sadly, that's a shame. All right, we're getting into the final three categories. Um, the uh, the next category is most surprising space game, and we have a lot of nominees for this one because there were the thing about indie space games is that um, they all want to be great, and a lot of them are. But like sometimes you run into one that's just unassuming, and then you play it and you're like, wow, wow, this is something special, and that doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. 
the nominees for this one are Starfleet Armada Rogue Adventures, which you remember is that very 90s looking randomized space adventure game where you could land on planets and board ships. And the graphics were, excuse me, very early 90s, but the gameplay was just absolutely astounding. Like there were layers upon layers upon layers upon layers of gameplay. And that UI too. Yeah. It it, looks so daunting. It's not so much information. It's not, it's not daunting. Once you play the tutorial, like this all makes freaking sense. Oh yeah. It looks daunting is what I'm saying. Exactly. Exactly. It appears daunting at first glance, but once you get into it, wow. Exactly. Such it's such it's, it came, it kind of came out and a lot of these came out of nowhere too. It came out of nowhere and it just, it stole my heart for a while. Uh, the next one was at least a surprise to me. It's called Beyond Soul, which uh, I played recently on the, um, the uh, I think, the, uh, the decade or the, the anniversary stream because I think it's one of the most surprising and better games of the last decade. If you haven't played it, it's kind of a mix of civilization in space, but with a third-person... Uh, action adventure mode where you fight and mine for your own space city. And there's diplomacy in which you can make alliances and you can make war and you can build up your city and make more ships and make a big fleet. It's just so much going on. It's, it's, it's got a multi-layered economic and diplomacy model. It's a really impressive game that I wish more people had played because you can play it multiplayer too. Totally play it multiplayer. And it's excellent. Um, this one, this one, I think was more surprised to me than anyone else, but boss constructor. I don't know if y'all played that one. That was kind of a build your own ship and then take it out into a procedurally generated universe game. And when this, when this was announced, there were a lot of games like that, like reassembly and a few others and a bunch of others, which is like top down 2d, build your own ship, then fight it with stuff. Okay. We've done this before, but this, I think was the best of that breed. Um, that's why it surprised me so much because it's got so much gameplay in there. If you guys don't own Boss Constructor, get it on a sale. It's got so much gameplay. It's got campaigns. It's got single missions. You can build ships. You can just have fights. You can just there's so much gameplay in there. It's insane. The next one is um, Iron Sky Invasion. Uh, that's on the list because I didn't like the movie. Um, I couldn't get through it for some reason. I don't even remember why. I just. I got through like 20 minutes. I'm like, this is maybe too cheesy for even me. Um, but the game is shockingly good. Like it's kind of star Raiders where you're jumping around a map, fighting things and then doing missions and then fighting more things and doing missions. It's very star Raiders. And you're fighting giant space blimps and stuff. And it's fun and great and shockingly engaging. Like that one really shocked me. Um, Children of a Dead Earth. I don't know if y'all played that one. That one is like, what if someone took Kerbal Space Program and made a war game out of it? That's basically what they did. It's basically combat Kerbal Space Program. Uh, you, It's insanely realistic. Uh, fighting with a another ship is like an exercise in patience and aiming and getting it just right. Because like, you can't just shoot a missile and have it hit. You got to like aim it just right and take orbital mechanics into account. It's so detailed and yet it's amazing. Like I'm terrible at it, but it's amazing. Drox operative. Now we were surprised by this one because 
before this, Soldek had made strictly territorial uh, based ARPGs and entirely fantasy, nothing sci-fi at all. It was all fantasy. Um, so not only were they making a sci-fi game, it was a space game. And we're like, okay, well, we love your previous games, but is this going to work? And if you haven't surmised by now, it worked. Because um, it's like, there's nothing else like it. It's basically you're playing an ARPG inside of 4X. There's nothing else like it. And to this day, there still is nothing else like it. And so that game was is still surprising. <laughs> and the final one on the list is Battlestar Galactica Deadlock. Because, you know, while we liked um, Starhammer, uh, their previous game, when we heard it was a Battlestar Galactica game, you get that feeling when there's ever a, a media tie-in game, you're like, oh no, this is probably going to be crap. You know, because so many well, of them especially, are. especially, especially from media tie-in that hasn't had really good no. past games. Like the like the best thing that we ever got in the past was the uh, diaspora, and there was like a top-down like shooter, like space shooter that they did, and there was apparently like a browser-based online game. That yeah, there was. was. Yeah. Oh, I played the, a lot uh, of Battlestar Galactica online back then. The yeah. um the uh, the console game that came out in two thousand four was excellent. Um, yeah, yes. there was that one, but just like again, again, you're you're talking about like in a sea of all these other, you, you know, you're not like really looking forward to the next Battlestar game because it's just like there's not, yeah, you just not th- an IP that you see a lot from. Yeah, like when you when they first announced like Battlestar Galactica, I mean, it kind of makes sense, but really, okay, I don't know. I was super, I was super nervous about this yeah. when they first announced it, and I was like, well, it's. They're they're making it in the same engine as this other game, which is pretty decent. I mean, I could see it working, but I'm I'm not holding my breath because, again, you're just like, uh, don't screw it up. Yeah, and please don't screw they, it up. Yeah, they they hit it out of the park. Oh God, yes, God, yes. They, they and they, they, they not only that, but like some of the stuff that you can like. There's the whole CIC thing now, where you can actually walk around like a CIC and you can interact oh, with the different God. panels for your missions and. I was like, wow, this is this is really cool. Like, I hadn't played it in a while, so I hadn't seen the new CIC stuff that because I, I think that didn't come out originally. At least, no, not, that that's not part of the that's no, part that of the uh, latest expansion. Yeah, that's part of the. It's the so expansion. good. It's so, so good. good. It's so good. I wonder if they'll do the Pegasus for the next expansion. How awesome would that be? That'd be crazy. Also, okay. um, props to them actually making the CIC to the proper show scale, unlike. Star Battle Trek Star Online. Blood. Well, oh. no, no, no. Well, okay. So, so to address that real quick, Star Trek Online, they have made amends in some areas, right? Mm. So, like, you can you can buy bridge uh, layouts that are um, to scale from the TV show. Oh, so, like, okay. I can get the next generation bridge, and it'll actually give me like the next generation engine room, ten forward, and it's all to scale. Okay. Um, they they redid Deep Space Nine, and that's all to scale. So like the like so, but there's some bridges still on there where you're just like, how does this fit on the Defiant? This is too big. Um, but yeah. it's having, on the inside. I swear, yeah. I swear. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's like it's like Starship Tardis over here. What's up? <laughs> um, what were you, what were you gonna say? You were gonna say another game? Oh, oh, I was gonna say. Um, well, I I kind of lost my crap. I'm sorry. Now. That's my fault. I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. Oh, I was gonna say. So they did. They did a spinoff show called Battlestar Galactica: Blood and Chrome that was heavily CG based, like oh, heavily God. CG based. 
And the story itself was quite interesting, and I was liking it. But, like, when, when they showed the CIC, like, in there, it was, like, four times bigger. And all of a sudden, in, internally in the Galactica, they had giant, like, tram rails that ran from bow to stern, like, inside the ship that you had, like, like, like subway cars inside of the Galactica. I was like, where, where was this? Like, why is the bridge so darn huge? So, or the CIC, but yeah, I was, I was thankful that they, they made the CIC to, to scale with the show. Was, was I, that I the that. one with young Adama? Was that blood and chrome? Was yeah, that, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that was not great. <laughs> no, like the execution of the story was horrible. The story that they were trying to tell, I was interested, kind of like Caprica. Like I was intrigued by what they were trying to say in Caprica, but their execution wasn't that great. Although I will argue that Caprico was a much better show than Blood and Chrome was Ooh, <laughs> by leaps and bounds, and that's not I, saying much. But anyway, that, that I, really isn't. Side- no, that's fine. I mean, this this podcast is built on tangents, so don't <laughs> swerve. <laughs> uh, she just got just get one of those record scratch sound effects for those of you who know what records are. Uh, that's not true anymore. A lot of people, more people are buying records now, than CDs now. Um, now, now to steal from another podcast, when you when you're making a video game based <laughs> on, uh, for my, you wanna you wanna make sure that you don't alienate the fan base. So you got to be sure that you build it to scale. I recommend watching the show all the way through at least once. That way, you have an understanding. <laughs> this old this old this old house, uh, <laughs> space yeah. game junkie. Oh my god! The, okay, so. To explain, Starship. Yes. Yeah. To explain, there's a podcast we listen to called The Greatest Generation, which is a recap podcast of Star Trek: The Next Generation and now D Space. They're in D Space Nine now, and they're they're very funny, but they have bits. And one of their bits is this old Enterprise, and so they kind of go into like a kind of Bob Vila Bostony accent. When you're building your Starship, you want to make sure yep. your railings are to OSHA compliance. You don't want to have <laughs> anyone fall. Off your upper deck when a panel explodes, you know that. It's just because that's what panels do in Star Trek; they all explode. Now, when you when you're putting chairs on your starship, you want to make sure that they're waist high, so your first officer. <laughs> oh, oh, that poor guy. Um, I read he does the that because the Riker sit. I read he does that because he got some kind of back injury. On a show at some point, um, I'm not. I'm there's a there's a there's a really funny there's a really funny meme where it shows it's like a freeze frame of Riker going to sit in a chair as he's like swinging his leg over it, and it's just <laughs> like you gotta watch your Riker every now and then he might urinate on the fresh or something <laughs> oh, stupid no. like that's really funny. It's really oh funny. that makes so much more that makes so much sense. Well, uh, we actually have a tie. Swear. <laughs> We actually have a tie for most surprising space game, and we, we, I mean, once we put all this list together, we had to, we couldn't choose between Drox Operative and Battlestar Galactica Deadlock, so for us, it really had to be both of them. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, a, it's the only category in which we have a tie, um, and we, we just, it was too painful to choose between those two because they're both so good. They're, they're just both so, you know, fantastic. Um, so, yeah, we have a tie for most surprising space game, Drox Operative, Battlestar Galactica. 
Uh, last two categories. First is worst. Uh, the worst space game. And this is a hard list to put together because they're most we've been very lucky these last 10 years. And then a lot of the space games we've gotten have been at least okay, if not good. We have been very, very lucky um, that the quality of space games we've been getting have been more on the positive than the negative. But that said, there are some there are some standouts. Uh, Kinetic Void, if you don't rec- if you don't remember, was supposed to be some. Well, how did they even pitch it? Some kind of procedural universe where you can build your own ship and do missions and fight with factions, and none of that ever yeah. happened. Uh, <laughs> oh, there there is a ship builder, but it's that's, buggy. That's really it. That's really it, though. There's like nothing else. There's like no missions. Yeah, like oh yeah, else. and and the ship builder itself is buggy. So you can try to build a ship, and oh, you God. may fail, and you probably <laughs> will fail. <laughs> and then if you manage to build a ship, you can take it out into the wider world, which is mostly empty space, and there's nothing there to fight or do much of anything with because it's not finished. It was just right. abandoned. Yeah, and, and it's, it's not, it wasn't even a good game to begin with. So that's definitely on the list. Galactic Inheritors was a 4X game that was supposed to have the dynamic of public opinion uh, as well as research and combat. And it was so boring. Like, just so... I. It might be one of the most dull 4X games I've ever played. Like... It had no character. It had no style. It had no chutzpah, no oof. It had, like, nothing. And the graphics weren't even good. It was just so boring. Um, so that one was really just... The next game, same thing, Cosmonautica. Supposed to be a kind of... Uh, you have a ship, you have a crew, you have to manage your crew while you're doing missions... And uh, you have to keep them happy. It's kind of like a space survival game where you have to keep them fed and happy as they go from one place to the other. They made the going from one place to another part so boring because you basically you don't do anything. You're basically like, here's some food. They have a bed. Okay, they're fine. You know, it's like you're just staring at it. You're not even doing anything uh, at all. The concept was great, but the execution yeah. was just so lacking. So lackluster. It had no personality. Oh God! I wanted none. it to be good. Yes. And the, the, the idea of yeah, you've got you've got these uh, trade runs that you can take on. Okay, that sounds cool. Uh, you got these crew. You got to keep alive. You have to make sure that that you have enough supplies to make it between one place to another. Okay, that sounds great. Yeah. But it ended up falling flat. Like hyperspace delivery service is a game in the in a very similar vein, but that game was fun. <laughs> that game was actually enjoyable to play. Whereas this one, whereas this one was just a snooze fest. Lords of the Black Sun is another 4X game that was as boring as it is forgettable. I actually forgot about it until I saw it on. Uh, if you don't know, we have a wiki on SpaceGameJunkie.com that has every What's space. The wiki? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm I'm so sorry. No, do not be sorry. That was great. So um, we are all sorry. We are all sorry. 
<laughs> we have a wiki that lists pretty much every space game released for the computer between Space War and now. And so I was looking through the list of the last decade, and I had completely forgotten a lot about Lords of the Black Sun because it was so bad. So bad. And boring. Kind of like Cosmonautica, but it was... It was like one of the most lackluster 4Xs I've ever seen. The next game, I don't even know what to explain with this. It's called Space Tycoon, and it's kind of like a space battle and space station simulator game that does neither of them well. Um, I think it was like a mobile port that had microtransactions, but like it, it feels like what it was is a mobile port that had microtransactions to speed things up. And they took out the microtransactions for the um, PC game and didn't speed anything up. So that's what I remember of it. So that one was just, oh, I, I was angry. That like, it's rare I run into a game that saps my joy of gaming and I like have to walk away from my computer for a while. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever run into that scenario but that game did that for me i'm like i had to walk away for like a good half a day <laughs> uh and finally uh base base df9 actually i have one more to add to the list but go oh, ahead go go for because, it well um, yes no, yeah no, go I, ahead, I, ne I never even played space. i never even played it because i was waiting for it to be finished uh, I also did ask for a copy and never got one prophetically. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, okay, you know what? If you're not going to send me a copy, I'll just wait until it's finished. And then one day they're like, you know what? We're not working on this anymore. Bye. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> you can't just, what? What about all the people who bought this thing? <laughs> like what, what, what about them? Now, so now uh, I, I'm going to toss the other the Go other one onto do the it. list here. Do it. Do it. Okay. Because you, you remember this one. It made you angry. It made me angry. We're using Trello. Star Smashers. Yeah, that one was really bad. Like, that one was kind of a gut punch just now. Like, oh. Because it hit you, it just hit oh. you. Because I just reminded you of it. Sorry, it's oh, okay. But Star oh. Smashers. So Star Smashers was kind of billed as a. Uh, you've got a little fleet to control, and you got to get from one place to the other, and you got uh, this little campaign to play through. And the combat was infuriating. Yes, because it seemed like it was a mobile port. I'm pretty sure it was a mobile port. So. To trigger your abilities to, to fire your weapons, you had to click in certain places on, on the screen. And it would have worked fine with a touch interface, but these things would have little timers before they could be readied again, and then you had to click on them. But the enemy would actually continue to do stuff while your timers were going. Yeah. So the combat was just infuriating. It was infuriating because you could lose not because you couldn't do anything, but because you couldn't control the mouse cursor to get it to where you need to click in order to trigger your abilities. So you waste time and you just continually waste more time as you lose and lose and lose. It, it was beyond frustrating. 
Yeah, I, I, I think I saw that in the list, and I think my eyes just kind of went, nope. <laughs> like, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember that one. Uh, yeah, that was that was really terrible. Ugh. So should we change our winner then? Because that one was a real gut punch. But I think I think our winner is probably I think, still. I think, that, I think Star Smashers makes a good runner up. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. I'm gonna add that right now. Um, but, um, but yeah, uh, the winner is Kinetic Void, uh, without a doubt. Just, just horrible up, down, and all around, like all the way down. Just a pile of garbage. Uh, just really the worst game of the last ten years. Worst space game. Like nothing has been lower. I don't think. Like there have been bad there, games, <laughs> but there, there are some abandoned games that were better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh God, you're right. Oh man. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. So. I granted, Kinetic Void was also abandoned, but there are some games that, in their abandoned state, don't even come close to being as bad. Oh, God. So yeah, the winner, quote unquote, of that category is Kinetic Void, and in that case, in that instance, we're all the losers. All of us who paid for it and played it, we are all losers. <laughs> we will never get that time or money back. I'm I'm more angry about the time I lost trying to play it than the money. Uh, <laughs> I can make you can make money. I say you can't it, it make time. It did make for a great stream, though. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, I should. I, I've been streaming a lot of games I like. I should every now and again stream a game I don't because people seem to like that. Um, oh, yeah. But, uh, folks, our final category, as you might surmise, is best space game. And this was a tough one because there have been a lot of great space games over the last 10 years. But only a few of them, I feel, have really been the top of the top in terms of the best, the cream of the crop, the best of the best. And so we have Starpoint Gemini Warlords, which just, I mean, that goes without saying it's an amazing game. It's a third person action adventure space game with a 4X element, like, and a good 4X element, plus tons of content. Like, you can play that for hundreds of hours and not see everything. Um, so that game is really, is really just astounding. Um, Star Traders Frontiers, again, another just, Deep, long, open, beautiful, detailed game that you can just totally get lost in for such a long time because it's got politics and trading and combat and exploration, not just space exploration, but planetary exploration. You can like leave the city of a planet and go find things. Um, for example, like there's just so many ways to play it. Uh, that such a it, great sandbox to play in. Such a great sandbox to play in. Uh, and they just keep adding to it. Like, it's amazing. It's like they've had almost 200 updates. And yeah, the Tracy brothers are just amazing. And when machines. it comes to updates, they're, they're, they're prolific. I don't you know can't stop do them. You I don't think I, you could stop them if you tried. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they're robots or what, but they just, every update they have is significant. And they write so much about all their updates and they've got such a plan to make this game like this all-encompassing space thing that um, it's just such an impressive achievement. 
We've talked about Drox Operative before, and uh, I've said it's one of the best space games of the last decade. It really is. It is, again, an ARPG inside of a 4X game the computer is playing around you. And there is nothing else like it. There is absolutely nothing else like it at all. Um, it's multiplayer. It's single player. There's all kinds of ways to win and lose. Lots of toys to play with. If you like lasers, if you like mines, if you like fighters, it's all there. Plus, um, there are so many events and quests and ways to help and hurt your allies. It's just really an amazing thing. It's one of those games that I have to purposely avoid. Because if I start playing it, I won't play anything else and nothing will get done for the blog. It's like one of those. Um, Next up is, I mean, this had to be on the list, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. I know it's a rather recent entry. But who knew that we were actually going to wait 26 years for the Privateer sequel we actually all deserved? Um, Rebel Galaxy was good. I enjoyed it. But I, I petered out of it after I reached the second, um, second uh, star system. Because it kind of felt like more of the same. But I don't know what they did with this game, but they nailed the formula. You know, they just... You've played through what now? Three times? Four times, Spaz? No, no, I'm on my fifth playthrough. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. What, what, what's the yeah. uh, what's the uh, what's the angle for this one? Or is it just current a play playthrough? Through? Is my pirate playthrough? Oh, oh no! Oh that's yeah, pre- that's why it's been taking a lot longer. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah, because you you can't dock at a lot of places for one thing. Uh, oh man. Um, well, best. Of, how far are you in right now on that one? Would you say? Yeah, I'm. Well, what I decided to do was to play lawful up until the point where I've got my uh, personal shipyard set up, oh, and yes. then I go pirate. Then yes. I go pirate, and then and then complete the story doing it that way. So I'm I'm playing it a little bit roundabout, but I'm taking longer. Well, that makes sense. That. that makes sense. You're going to have a much harder time building up Bountiful Vista if you're a if you're on the wrong side of the law. So that makes sense. Exactly. Um, so yeah, and the final game on the list again is Thirty Thirty Death War. Now, folks, if you haven't played Thirty Thirty Death War Redux, um, it's it's hard to speak higher of a space game. Uh, it's got great, like everything about this game works. Like there are some games where getting from point A to point B is boring. Not so with this game. There are some games where the missions don't pay out well or they're boring. Not so with this game. There are some games where there aren't enough ships to play with or there's not enough variety of toys to play with. Not with this game. Uh, there's some games where the story is not very compelling or funny. Not with this game. Um, this game, in my opinion, does pretty much everything right. Uh, we talked about soundtrack got one of the best soundtracks ever uh if you haven't played it it's just it's hard it's 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 i find it amazing when a game can make just getting from point a to point b engaging and fun you know where it's not just like okay fine i'll just fly to the station now like something about the way you move through the universe in third third death war is almost a game unto itself because you have to it's kind of amazing because if you're inside a system, you move slower when you're in the split slot. It's the warp drive, basically, of the game. You move slower because of you're in a gravity well. 
when you're outside the system, you move a lot more quickly. And so sometimes you'll be having to get to another system and you'll have to dodge other systems to maintain your speed or else you'll be like, why am I going slower? And you have, uh, but it never gets tedious. Like you have to worry about fuel, but fuel is cheap and you can always have some on hand so you can refuel on the go, or you can buy a fuel scoop to get close enough to the sun to get fuel for free. So that's, it's, I mean, that's the only way you're not zipping around the universe. And you could still use your split drive when you're out of fuel, just a lot slower. Um, so, so, so Brian, what, I think yeah. what you're saying is this is not elite dangerous. <laughs> yes. Um, it, it's gotcha. okay. I just want to make sure. Never mind. I just want to make sure. Yeah. It's, it's like, like some games get almost everything right. And then like they have boring missions or some games almost get everything right. And then their mission payouts are so low that you're never going to make any money like objects in space or some games uh, don't get transit right. Like Vendetta online, which gained to point A to point B for me was the most boring thing in the world. Um, this game does it all right. And so I don't know if you can tell, but it is our winner of the best space game of the last decade is 33 death war redux. Redo. <laughs> I was if that? you're listening to this podcast, if you are a longtime listener of this podcast and you don't already own this game, grab it on the next sale mm. or grab it when you can afford it. Yeah. Because it's honestly, you need to own this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is funny, which is a rarity among space games. It's got a great story. It's one of those games you can keep playing after the story is done. There are dozens of ships of all different varieties from a little jet pack, a little EVA jet jetpack suit to a jet bike to huge freighters and cruisers and, and whatnot. And you can do all sorts of missions from taking pictures to racing, to uh, scavenging for wrecks, to mining, to um, delivery, to taxi. There are, there are a multitude of ways to make money in the game and they're all fun. And the derelicts are procedurally generated. So they're all different. Um, and again, it's got like the best, one of the best soundtracks in gaming, if not the best. So when you're playing it and you hear this amazing music, you just get pumped up to play more. So I, I, it's just hard to say enough good things about 3030 death war redux, but it is our game of the decade is our space game of the decade because it just gets really everything right. And some of you might say it's not fair because the original version came out in 2007. And I don't know if I can give you that because it felt like compared to this, it felt kind of incomplete. Like this feels like the final version. Like this feels like the 1.0 of that game, you know, like the version it should have always been. So that's why we feel comfortable giving it to 3030 Death War Redux. Oh, Redo. Is it Redo? It's Redo, isn't it? R-E-D-U-X. Um, because it just has something for everyone. And again, Eve, you can fly into a nebula and have an alien have sex with your ship, and then you will not take damage from the nebula. That's the kind of game this is. <laughs> it will hump your ship, and then you will no longer take damage flying through the nebula. So that's the kind of game we're talking about. Um, and 
it's just, such a huge sandbox and, uh, and there's so much to do. Yeah, you don't have to you, do the story. You will at all. not run out of stuff to nope. do. Nope. Yeah, you can you nope. will not run out of stuff to do. Nope. Nope. And there are so like you'll be like, uh, okay, I'm gonna keep playing, and then you see the ship you want, like, oh, I have to keep playing. I need four million more credits to get that thing. Okay. What's a really good oh, there's a bounty on this guy? Okay, seventy five thousand credits. I'll kill that guy. <laughs> Bounty hunting is another thing you can do, and it's so fun. Um, yeah, and there's racing, and the racing is fun. It's challenging. Um, so there are, and there's like ways you can make money. Like you get an achievement if you visit every race, if you visit every system in the game in a certain amount of time. You not only get an achievement, you get a million credits. So it's worth it to explore and find all the other systems as well. So one million space bucks. Yes, exactly, which is a lot. Um, so yeah, 30, 30 death war game of the decade space game of the decade. Not, I mean, there've been a lot of great games this decade, a lot of great games, but nothing really comes close to the all encompassing, complete and amazing package. That is this game. So again, like Spaz said, if you don't own this, it is not expensive. If you don't own this, get it on sale, get it when you can, you will be happy. You did. I just streamed, if you want to spoil yourself a little bit, I just streamed all of, all of the campaign over five entries, if you want to watch one of those, uh, to see how fun the game is. And I think we sold a few, at least a few copies to people while I was playing it. Like I think there were at least a few people who bought the game while I was streaming yep. it because like it looks so much fun. It is so much fun. It is so much fun. I mean, if you liked uh, Space Rangers HD, for example, this is kind of in that vein mm. without the RTS combat yeah. and without the turn-based nature of, you know, where you have that tactical pause of of uh, Space Rangers. It's it, it has it hits a lot of the same notes. Yeah. But yeah. it's a lot more uh, fast and frenetic. And I see that as a good thing. Yes. Don't get me yeah. wrong. They're, they're both great games. Um I think but the pa- have- yeah, I think the pacing, as you're saying, works for me better a little bit with thirty thirty death war because I kind of, I kind of petered out of Space Rangers as you saw. Yeah, during the during your last playthrough, I understand that. Yeah, and and you kind of have to be in that in that right mindset for the way that Space Rangers plays out, but yeah. with thirty thirty death war, not so much because you can jump in and pick whatever you want to do and do it. Yeah, it's because once you have a split, once you get a ship with a split drive, it never takes too long to get anywhere. Uh, be, uh, because again, you're moving really fast, and that's another great thing is it again that you're you're never spending too much time going from point A to point B, but going there is still fun, like it's a fun road trip almost. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of amazing how good that freaking game is, but like they really freaking nailed it. I'm just so that'll do it for uh, I don't even we didn't come up with the I was gonna try and come up with a name for this award show and all I could think of was the junkies and I'm like no <laughs> hey man you got any more of them space games <laughs> there are always more where that came from there really are this day and age we're very fortunate that we're in this golden hey, age of gaming hey. Hey, 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 man, the first one's free. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. At least it's not free to play. 
Those that'll do transactions it. Will get you. So that'll do it for this episode because we're at the end of the content. Um, so just to uh, just some programming notes, folks. Tomorrow on the stream, I'm going to fumble my way through Hitman, uh, which will probably be hilarious because I am terrible at it. I have no patience, and so trying to play this kind of open world game where you have a multitude of ways to kill a target and not get caught is difficult for me because I just want to run up there and kill him, and that never works. You know- you should, play, you should play the song. Uh, what was that song? Uh, so many ways to die, or whatever. While you're playing that game, <laughs> there really are. There really are so many ways to die in that game. Uh, Thursday, uh, for the morning stream, we have this uh, first-person shooter. I got a key for that looks interesting. It's kind of a first-person shooter role-playing game thing called Alienautics, which I'm kind of interested in. And then Thursday afternoon for the okay, land, is that like a new. Is that a new workout routine? <laughs> Alienautics. If you only have two knees, work them this way. But if you are a quadruped, work them this way. There you go. <laughs> um, and then Thursday afternoon for our LAN party, we are going to try, because apparently it was fixed recently, uh, the co-op of Aliens Colonial Marines. Uh, apparently, oh, yeah. Apparently that's actually good now. So I'm excited to try yes, it and it was really cheap lately. So I'm excited to try it. And then Friday, we're going to start a new long play series. If I can, I'm hoping I can maintain the momentum because these open games can be tricky. Uh, we're going to try Evercron legacy. Uh, that's a overtly open space game in the vein of jump gate and elite elite dangerous. Um, and I I played it for a while, and then I kind of petered out, so I'm going to try it again, give it a little more love, because it, it deserves more attention, and we'll see how la- long I last with that one. And then next week, we'll start back up again with Deep Space Nine, The Fallen. Um, oh, which, I'm going to have to watch that series. I'm excited. Yeah, we started it this week, and I had I a great... a copy of that game. It's, it's such a frustrating and yet fun game, because some of the design things they did in that game are stupid. Like there was a part where I had to get in a door and I kept walking up to the door and it wouldn't open. I'm like, so I shot the door nothing. I put a mine on the door nothing. There's a small panel next to the door. I barely noticed because it's almost the same color as the background. You got to walk up to that panel and then your character pushes a button and then the door opens. That was 10 minutes to figure that out. Love it. Don't Stupid. feel bad. And I'll tell you why. Stupid game. Why? I I played Riven, the sequel to Mist, for five years before I figured out how to win. And I oh, literally... No, 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 check this out. I literally had done everything, and it's like I'm at the very end, and it has to do with this one particular device. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out how to get it to go lower. And it's supposed to go lower and break the glass on this thing in order for the endgame like, sequence to... Uh, start like, it's a long cutscene and all this other stuff. But anyway, but, like, it took me five years before I found the little doohickey switch that you flip up that, like, blocks what? the lock. From, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay, of course, I, I, was also, I was also a lot younger, but, like, still, it took me five years to figure out how to freaking win hey. that game. I don't feel so bad now. You're right. I don't feel so bad. Uh, Lance2185. <laughs> Lance, Lance2185 on Twitch. Apparently, there was, like, one bit of code that broke the AI of the aliens and they fixed it. Uh, like there was one, it was, what was it? One character in a line of code 
that like broke their AI that it took them years to find and fix it. Something like that. Basically is something like that. Yeah. That, that it, it broke the alien AI so that they would just kind of wander around and not actually, you know, they do things like walk into walls and ignore the players and it would just be broken. Yeah. And then yep. apparently, and then apparently the fix was a tiny little bit of code that apparently fixed everything. Yeah. It's, it's like one little character can screw a whole bunch of things up. I mean, oh my in God, Office it Space can. too. You know, <laughs> in Office Space, they had that. It's like it's always one little decimal place. I never put the decimal in the right place. What? <laughs> yeah. It's been too long since I've watched um, it. And for anybody who's also into Star Wars, having to okay. Star Wars every Sunday on my Twitch channel, I do a Star Wars stream starting at 5 p.m. Eastern time. We've been having a really good time. So if you guys want to come check that out. This last Sunday, I took a break from KOTOR because it was pissing me off to <laughs> play a little Star Wars Galaxies, and we had a blast. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like Star Wars, come check it out. And uh, you can find links to all that on our Discord server, uh, which you can find a link to below if you're on YouTube or Twitch or even, I think, Mixer has a link. Um, but you can also find the link to our Discord server, on spacegamejunkie.com and then you can see when Hunter as he pings his he has a channel that he pings whenever he goes live that you can follow um, him there. Also to add to that, if you guys like Star Trek and you want to play Star Trek online with us, we have a fleet and we've gotten a few new we've been actively doing that throughout the week and doing yeah. a lot of task force operations as a group. If we can get a minimum of five of us on on a regular schedule, we can do our own private task force fleets and have way more fun. So um, if you're interested, come check out our Discord and uh, fleet up with us. And don't forget that Star Trek Online is free to play, so you have no excuse. (laughs) As it turns out, they're even doing another sale on lifetime subs uh, starting on the 24th. So, oh no, I might have to plus plus they are doing uh plus they're adding the make another Jem'Hadar character, make a new Jem'Hadar character, and they've got this promotion going on for that. Wait, what? So, Ma- yeah, it's a very you, limited you, time thing. So, wait, you can have multiple Jem'Hadars? Oh, uh, you make a new Jem'Hadar character during this event, uh-huh. and you'll get bonuses that can apply to your entire account oh. if you complete all of these different challenges. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh. a huge uh, recruitment event coming. When, so when does that? I'll be making does, a new character. When does that start? The I'll 24th. do that too. Okay. Yeah, the twenty fourth. Make a new Gemadar character and get into that. I want to say at the given moment, there's probably about five of us active, but not all at the same time. So if we get more people on where we can have a, a rough group of five active and more of a regular basis, um, yeah. it, oh man, it, it gets a lot more fun, especially when you're doing things with people. And that. Yeah. So Even I, just when we have, you know, three people on it, we're still having a lot of fun, but it would be more fun if we could get a full party every time. Yeah, absolutely. So folks, if you're listening and are into Star Trek online, uh, hit us up on discord. Join our fleet. Or if you're not into Star Trek Online, uh, check it out. It's, again, free to play. Um, and it's got... It's it's a little... It, it's great in some ways, not so great in others. Just know that going in. But it's got so much content that even if you have a passing interest in Star Trek, you will find something you enjoy. Because uh, <laughs> it's got just everything. Like, check it everything. Um, 
that's going to do it for this episode of the Space Game Junkie podcast. Uh, if you want to find out how to support Space Game Junkie and help it become a full-time endeavor, you can go to spacegamejunkie.com slash support where you can find links to things like Patreon, affiliate links, our merch store. Every dollar helps. Um, but even if you can't help financially, which we totally understand, uh, just hanging out with us on a stream or engaging with us on our discord or Facebook or whatever. That's all great. We love all of you. And we thank you for really spending your time with us even more than your money because time is valuable. And there are other podcasts you can listen to and other streams you can listen to and blah, blah, blah. But the fact that you spend your time with us really, really means the world. Uh, so thank you so much for hanging out with us and we will see yeah. you. Oh, and next week, next week we are uh, going to have the developer of void eclipse on, uh, that is kind of a mix of collectible card game and 4X that is launching a Kickstarter next week. So that'll be interesting. So uh, that's going to be our guest next week. So as always, thank you so much for listening and hanging out with us. If you haven't subscribed uh, to the MP3, just go do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every any way you engage with us, you know, yeah. whether it's a comment on our, our videos or a yeah. thumbs up, any of that helps. Any because we know that you're you're paying attention to what we're doing. You like what we're doing. We'll keep doing more of it. Yeah. So it, it's really a motivator. It's really a big motivator. So thank you so much again for hanging out with us. And we will see you tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. where I get a bald man killed repeatedly. Uh, have a good night, everyone. <laughs>